No, no, but like I mean, like the fact that there's a lot of like everybody gets free education up until you're or through your PhD. So like through your PhD. Yeah. So you and, and you wish. Man, welcome to the intro. No need for introductions. All about the world and the world what we discussing. Where every single thought that we had came for something. So it's funny that we made it when we started here with nothing. Gotta open up your mind just to find out why. When you lost inside the dark, it's gotta turn on the light. And no matter what you do, you never run from a fight because we fighting to be better, and that's why we strive. Hi, I'm Corey McCain, CEO of WeStrive, the number one platform for personal trainers, gym owners, and coaches to both manage and scale their business. I'm your host for Why We Strive, where every Tuesday I sit down with some of the most incredible tech founders, investors, and creatives to find out how, when, where, and why they strive. Be sure you tune in every single Tuesday and check us out at whywestrive.com for more info. Now, let's get to this week's episode. Awesome. Well, we have my good friends here. Wait, how do we meet in OKC? We met in OKC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Thunder Launchpad. Good yeah. time. Thunder Launchpad. Go, yeah. go Sonics, though. <laughs> uh, just okay, seriously, still our team. Uh, different, different thing. Uh, <laughs> different genre. Uh, well, sweet. I'd lo- love to have you guys here. So pumped. Uh, we're gonna have a good time at the party tomorrow. But Absolutely. we have my guy Martin and Matt here. Uh, do you guys want to quickly introduce yourselves? Matt Morphopoulos, co-founder, head of growth at Bolt. There we go. Yeah, Martin Langella Lee, and co-founder and CEO. Wait, what was your middle name? Langelo Liam. That's sick. Okay, very cool. Uh, can we do a cheers? We got Tequila 512 here. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. Local. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nine for one. Cheers, there we go. Cheers. Got a little tequila soda. I usually make a the We Strive batch. Also, did you say tequila nine four one or did you say five one two? Five one two. What do you, what I do you said mean? I said tequila nine four one. So where did you even get that number? I don't know. <laughs> Isn't it like the area code? Of, uh, yeah, it is area code. Also, <laughs> we'll look up what nine four one's area code is and see if they have their own little <laughs> tequila. Um, branch into. Well, sweet. So when I met you guys, you were building a texting platform. We'll get into that in a sec. Uh, but now you run Volt. Um, so what does Volt do? And then we'll break down the rest of, you know, how you guys got there. I'll take it off. Let's do it. Yeah. So Volt. So for us, we're pioneering into messaging ops. So that yeah. means right now there's this kind of unseen part of building SMS functionality into your platform yeah. where yes, Tulio revolutionized the space in 2008 when they built CPaaS, made it possible mm-hmm. to programmatically build SMS into your software. However, nobody talks about all the man hour that it goes behind it once you scale up. Okay. Um, it's one of the only channels uh, right now where you don't know if something is wrong unless a customer complains to you. Mm. And for us, having run a text marketing company for three and a half years, we certainly felt that. Yeah. Uh, so Wait, so you're saying that like, you're sending the texts out, but you don't know if they're working or no, not, literally basically? Like, to manage and analyze all the error codes and logs of messages going out, mm. if they are undelivered, it comes back this error code 4051 whatever, and for the average mm. Joe, they're like, what the heck does this mean? Oh, so like every possible error comes back as the same yeah. error. Gotcha. And gotcha, sometimes gotcha. the carriers and the providers will actually throw back error codes that are like ambiguous. Like, yeah, bad phone numbers. Like, well, what kind of bad phone number? Was it a landline? <laughs> yeah. Did they just not pay their phone bill? Like, what happened? Got, yeah. So you guys translate that into? We translate that to uh, actual uh, proper language yeah. that engineers okay. <laughs> can uh, then solve the problem. So that's oh, the wow. big thing. And more than mm. importantly is probably the fact that we let them just no build, just put their API key in for mm. Twilio, bandwidth, telling whatever CPaaS provider. So you work using. with Twilio in that yeah. way? Yes, yeah, so we're partners there. Gotcha. So, that's Twilio? Twilio? Twilio. Twilio. Okay, cool. Okay, yep. okay, okay. So basically then 
letting them just connect without having to build anything, no customer success rep having to fight for road, like room on the roadmap, yeah, yeah. Uh, and they will be proactively notified that messages failed. So no longer having to wait for their customers to QA their platform. You know, it sounds That's like a simple cool. thing, but uh, right now everyone just has to build it themselves and mm. varying levels of quality. And half the time they're like, you have this messaging ops specialist or mm -hmm. this VP of legal and messaging ops. And they're like, oh, engineering team, I need better dashboards. We built this thing and they have to keep mm. it up. And then half the time the industry changes month by month. Gotcha. And so now they don't have a tool that is continually uh, getting upgraded and updated with the industry standards. See, I had no idea that's what you guys do. <laughs> I had you, I, usually I'll, I'll study the person. We pivoted pretty hard yeah, since yeah, I was gonna uh, say. we were on like the Building Fires podcast. Yeah. Oh, you were you on hard. that. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. on my original podcast. I forgot about that. <laughs> I mean, that was, that was like three years ago. It was um, a good time, yeah. Well, uh, I was going to say like I usually do research on who I'm interviewing, but like I just know you guys, so I was like, oh, it's texting, something like that. I had no idea <laughs> that's how you pivoted. So you, yeah. you ran a business and you know it's it going well whatever mm -hmm. but like you saw how big how annoying the problem was of your current business and you're like well if we're experiencing this and this is our business like i guarantee you corporates are experiencing this and then you right. built a product that solved that problem you know what's funny right. about that Damn. we've talked and interviewed to most of like <laughs> these huge companies who were SaaS platforms deploying sms yeah and they'd hire people like 50 team 50 member teams just to do this one task Damn. and we realized okay there's a lot of manual effort that goes into doing this Mm -hmm. And how do we want to shrink the team up just so yeah. that you can streamline the process? But for a lot of the companies that aren't as big as these bigger players, mm -hmm. they're starting to hire like one, two, maybe three messaging ops specialists with varying different roles. And how do we enable them to streamline their work and really be effective instead of having to be really good at Excel, mm -hmm. just pulling a lot of these error codes and just putting it in Tableau and figuring it out manually? Gotcha. We're just streamlining that process so it's just as easy as hit a button, cool, this is what I got to do. So cool. How did you guys? Uh, how did you guys land on the name Volt? Because wait, what was the what was the old company? Okay, Respond oh, Respond I knew it Respond yeah. Flow. Okay, yeah. Volt's way better. It's faster. You Volt know? is a lot easier, and it's also a four letter word. <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, did you get? Wait, what's your website right now? Uh, Textvolt.com. Volt. Okay. Doc, I mean, there's a lot of companies. I was gonna say there's no, way, there's no way you had Volt.com. Yeah, we couldn't be like, Chevy. No, yeah, it was yeah, uh, yeah, no yeah. for um, like Volt.com. I think it's actually like a global like recruiting company or something. Okay, but, gotcha. Yeah, so for for Volt like. Really, we knew that we were kind of fresh and different in telecom, mm -hmm. and telecom has a lot of just extremely literal names. Gotcha. Like text happy, mm -hmm. happy text, like whatever. And yeah. um, we just wanted to at least be a brand that people could remember, and more mm -hmm. than anything, really display our kind of young, energized kind yeah, of yeah. brand and the fact that we want to at least disrupt something. Yeah, yeah. So figured that Volt was a good name. Isn't it, sorry? Isn't Twilio based in uh, Oklahoma too? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no. no, they're San Francisco. What, yeah, it, yeah. What's the what's the company in OKC? Is it Tulio? No, it's Oh, you're talking about Tailwind. Tailwind, that's what yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. no, they do nothing with text. They, cool. they are yeah, they're they're wrong like social media planning or something. Yeah. Cool, let's delete but that. But wasn't the uh, CEO of uh, AT&T an OU grad? He was. He was, so he was, we're yeah. facts of the day. There we go. Mm -hmm. Wait, did you guys go to OU also? We yeah, did. That's okay. where we met. With the, and Garrett too, right? Oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. Yeah, OC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was in uh, he was in uh, kind of downtown OKC. Mm -hmm. uh, was it a Christian school or something like that? Yep. Wait, why are you so. laughing? That it was called OC. You I figured it was yeah, Oklahoma it Christian City. University. I think yeah, so. yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah was oh, correct. I thought it was Oklahoma City. Or is it Oklahoma City? I have no idea. <laughs> Maybe we should walk downstairs. I, yeah, we're <laughs> gonna have to ask him. I, I, don't I yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, that's Garrett though. Um, very cool. Wait, so at what point when you guys are building your respond flow, do you go like, okay, fuck this, we're going to Volt? <laughs> like, was it, it was like a pivot? It yeah, was like, a pivot yeah, for so, sure. Because it was a massive. Because I, I remember, um, 
I remember being in the car with you guys uh, last, actually last year in September for Farhad's birthday. Wow. Uh, because uh, that you guys were still, you hadn't switched yet, right? At Mm-mm. that point. Well, so, we were, I guess we were working on it, like yeah, in the yeah. background doing a lot of customer interviews. But yeah. We were still offering responsible. I mean, we still are today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I remember, I remember sitting in the car with you guys, and we were just like going on. You, you guys were just pitching uh, pivots for us. You're like, well, we could do this, we could do that, and I was like, so like into talking to you guys about that and it's so crazy <laughs> that you landed on a pivot that is like now a successful company and like you're growing so fast no, it's fun like, it's really fun i yeah. mean we i will say like like everything it's a lot of luck like we yeah. um originally we raised our 2.5 million when we knew that we wanted to pivot and we knew that we had a lot of understanding and how the legislation was changing when mm-hmm. 10 dlc came to the market just for anybody listening 10 dlc stands for 10 digit just for uh, everybody listening. Yeah. <laughs> ten they all want to know. <laughs> no, I mean, I feel like a lot of people will means. not know what 10 DLC that's is. What, that's what I'm saying for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> so 10 digits stands for 10 digit long code. So 10 yeah. DLC. So that is basic. I mean, in finance, there's a lot of terms where they're trying to confuse people by having the abbreviation stand for something that already exists. Okay. 10 digit long code has been around since SMS and since Tulia started. Because yeah. that was an option you had. Mm-hmm. 10 DLC, the abbreviated version is now basically like having to do your taxes before you're allowed to send SMS. Mm, you have to register that you're in a US company so that people aren't sending just like a bunch of spam messages. Gotcha, so you have to be like an official tax paying company. Yeah, so to be able to send any SMS in the US, even if you're American Airlines, you now have to register with the campaign registry. So Mm. the ones that oversees 10 DLC and you have to make sure that you put your EIN in and that everything is fully kind of gotcha. registered. Otherwise, you might get a 10,000 right. fee. If it happens three times, you actually get blacklisted. Dang. You don't have to pick what kind of use case you're using mm. the number for. Like if you're a politician, there's mm. secondary vetting. If you want to send a lot of text messages, you even have to go through other channels to actually get your uh, accounting or at least your throughput lifted. Gotcha, okay, yep. gotcha. Has American Airlines paid their taxes yet? Do we know if they're, they're, they're legit? We don't have an auditor yet. Uh, we, we, <laughs> yes. we can't tell. We're not gonna, we're not gonna throw anybody under the bus. No, but I, Mer- I do pay your taxes. Be hard to <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, good to know. Um, how many how many versions of Volt have you guys gone through in the last, we'll call it a year, is it about? Yeah, like, yeah, I mean, we, we started really iterating on it once we closed our, our seed round mm-hmm. last, did, like in. Did the investors know you were pivoting when you were closing it? Because yes. I think you told, me they were, they, you told me that the investors at that time were just like, we believe in you guys, like just yeah. fucking figure it out, please. I mean, they, yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, they, yeah, they yeah. underwrote it on us originally when we were going out. I mean, it was kind of like just the fact that all of this regulation was coming to the market and nobody was actually addressing it. Mm-hmm. So like customers was out there not knowing, like it's basically like you being told you have to do your taxes, mm-hmm. but you have no idea what the rules are. And the only place you can find the rules is on this 27 page FAQ sheet mm. that is like so talking opposites mm. and like just really um, kind of self predicting itself like on on issues so gotcha. like for for us we were we were raising 2.5 for us to basically build a turbo tax investment and help people get registered and mm-hmm. help companies that had thousands of customers because this process could take three days when we first rolled out mm-hmm. and companies like many chat for instance who has 10,000 people sending SMS on behalf of them getting them all registered would have taken their team so long. So, And then how long could you guys do it in? Like, Oh, we would be able to do it programmatically once we had it built. But yeah. the thing was, we started talking to the customers and they were like, well, we've hired for this. We're trying to work this out. So we're like, okay, what, what is next for us then? Like right now we know that there's a lot of uncertainty, a lot of inefficiencies. As we started talking to people, we were like, okay, well, they want a gateway that just handles this for them. Because mm-hmm. it's not just the registration, it's the throughput limits. That's mm-hmm. the issue. Suddenly, Every business, I mean, talk, 
corner stores need to know which one of their thousand contact list of their customers was with AT&T, who was with T-Mobile, and who was with Verizon. Mm. People didn't ask that. When you go yeah. to a coffee shop, they just ask you to put in your phone number for a reward system. Mm, yeah, yeah. They don't ask you like what carrier you have. So suddenly they were all at the burden of, well, if you send too many to T-Mobile, you're gonna get a thousand dollar fine. Mm, it's like, oh, that's why they care, gotcha, yeah. okay, gotcha. So gotcha. It, was, it was costing a lot of small businesses that didn't really have the assets to be able to solve this. So we wanted to help that for them. So mm-hmm. we were first thinking, let's just build a gateway that could do this on the back end. We can automatically know what carrier people are with and we could regulate it. Then we talked to a couple of the customers that we were thinking of working with and they were like, ah, I guess we could could implement this, but uh, let's be real here. Like we, we have to trust with the ones that are have been there for years and we have to stick with that for a while. So we were like, okay, well, would you consider mm-hmm. us like as a secondary one? And uh, they said, yeah, 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 no, we're, we're about to update our failover system. Mm-hmm. And we started hearing that again and again and again and we're like okay so every massive company that sends sms has redundancies Mm -hmm. but they have to maintain now two systems and two standards of record with being able to send sms for tulio and bandwidth let's say yeah these apis are completely separate and they do so on purpose to have a moat for people switching um but there's also a lot of like technical burden on building the ability to send on the these. so um, getting far too in depth there, by the way, but no, no, for, yeah, 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 no, for um, like as we were talking through that, we were like, okay, we could build that, but what is the reason why it's so hard to build? And it's because it's hard to tell which carrier is better. It was hard to tell like what what is actually like going wrong here. Mm-hmm. And that was when I think Matt was actually the one that started thinking about like, well, what what does like this look like to analyze? Like, what if we could help people actually see what was going wrong? Mm-hmm. Like the gateways currently, they're not incentivized for you to actually get your messages delivered because they charge you on API attempts. So every time that you programmatically ask them to send a message, they charge you. Gotcha. So, so if it's not going through, you're like, you're you get charged sure. anyway. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. And they don't care, especially if the message <laughs> right. would never go through because then they don't even have a cost. Yeah, gotcha. Okay, so gotcha. why would they optimize for this? Yeah. And that's where we were like, well, this is what every customer wants. Why don't we make right. what the customer wants? I think mm-hmm. what's interesting about what we're doing now, we, we sell this in, in a lot of our client meetings, but like it's mm-hmm. not something someone couldn't build and people have built it. Yeah. And I think this is where we started having those learnings. We'd had people and some early users of our, like, like Martin said, this TurboTax or SMS, this gateway that we built, mm-hmm. and they'd get on it. But then we feel see a lot of mature companies and be like, oh yeah, we built this. Uh, we ended up building like this dashboard. We ended up building integrations to all the major providers from Twilio, Telnix, Bandwidth, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And what we realized is that everybody eventually has to build these things to make it work. Mm-hmm. But when you actually look at the market, they don't do it really well. And gotcha. Because again, like I said before, and what Martin's saying, like it's not a priority for these companies but it literally is the thing that drives the business forward. But mm-hmm. like, because there's so much demand on the front end of it, like say you're a platform that's deploying SMS for, I don't know, doctor's office. Call it gyms. Gyms, let's, let's do gyms. We strive, we strive. Yeah, because you own a bit like a gym software, right? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you all about it. <laughs> yeah, but, but what you should be focused on is more so building really great features to make gym owners be able to create flows and uh, mm-hmm. automated engagement solutions. Yeah. Uh, you shouldn't really be worried about SMS accounting and how to get the optimal throughput. And if you get all this error code messaging back, you shouldn't mm-hmm. want to have to build an internal tool that like 
displays the stuff. Yeah, it's not even important. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's important, but it's not like top of mind. You wouldn't build yeah. Google yeah. Analytics yourself. You were just using it at Google Analytics. Exactly. Why would you not use a dashboard pre-made to analyze your SMS? Bam. There you go. And here we are. Exactly. exactly. Let's take a quick step back though. Why in the original like uh, days of things did you guys um, choose SMS were you, did you, was just you to start and you came on board later. Yeah, like, so it's I mean it started while I was actually working with Garrett. Used to work. Okay. Uh, so you sent your first text. Yeah, you sent your yeah. first text and you're like, this is what I want to do. <laughs> this is amazing. Yeah, they don't have that in Norway. The rest of my life, yeah, I wanted, like I wanted to send America, these. Sending SMS, so practical. No, love it. No, I was joking. They do have SMS in Norway, but for um, the like as we were running the the business side of the medical device startup that we were at, mm -hmm. uh, Martin Bionics. So uh, what was it called? Martin Bionics. The, and it was incredible for me to call people and say, hey, oh. so this is Martin from Martin Bionics. <laughs> oh, I thought you... I didn't start okay. it. <laughs> it's not my company. Gotcha, gotcha, it was okay. started by Jay Martin, this gotcha, okay. visionary guy. But I uh, I got the benefit of being able to say this is Martin from Martin Bionics. So <laughs> he's really nice. the winner here. Very but, nice, very nice. Uh, no, but it was, it was really cool working there. I mean, they were quick about them, prosthetic startup, um, really, really innovative technology. Um, for amputees and we were able then to switch from being a manufacturer to start helping by building clinics and hiring doctors ourselves so mm. that we could of course we were building the technology we could fit it better than anybody else mm. and so, soon there was a lot of traction there was a lot of people flying in internationally from Germany from Africa it was like basically everybody was coming to Oklahoma City to get their prosthetics because they knew it was so much better that's um, crazy so it was really fun really cool time um, but we realized also that um, like a lot of people didn't know about this and that was when we got somebody on who was really good at paid ads mm. and immediately we spent like $60 we got like 3,000 leads it's crazy amputees that felt like they were spoken to so much they dropped their insurance card their doctor name and contact details their address everything and even picked the time on the calendar for us to call them that's so crazy. when we picked up the call or our salespeople picked up the call and they were like, hey, like trying to talk, uh, only 7% picked up the phone. Hmm. And that was abysmal. It was embarrassing for me. Yeah. My prior experience was setting up these automations. So mm, gotcha. um, then basically realized like, okay, well, let's figure something out here. So we started texting them uh, and our salespeople started texting them and immediately we saw a 233% increase in conversion rate. Very cool. Which was amazing. The problem was we had our salespeople then texting them and they would be on four of these calls an hour. So they would be on the call with Meredith as they were texting Tom and they would be like, hey, uh, Meredith or hey, Tom. Exactly. While on the phone, say the wrong name. That's the innocent version of it. They were saying the wrong amputation level. Mm, and if you're it. talking to somebody who has a below the knee amputation and you're talking about like how good our like elbow prosthetics are, it's mm -hmm. like going to the dentist and being told like, yeah, let's check out your eyes. <laughs> yeah, exactly, it's like, exactly. no, I don't trust you at all. Like, yeah. get away from me. <laughs> Are we performing so. surgery on your right or left leg? Exactly. Okay, let's know my right. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah. Figured out that we needed some automation there. Um, mm -hmm. And we started digging into like, okay, well, how can we automate this text? Started looking at every tool in the market for about four months. Mm -hmm. There was nothing that allowed for that personal communication. And of course, like um, the, the salespeople, I wouldn't even call them salespeople, they were also wearing our technology. So they wanted to keep it authentic, and that's what we wanted for our brand, too. We didn't want it to be like, oh, a five-digit text that came over and was like, hey, get ready for your call. Like mm -hmm. We wanted it to be from the amputee that was actually about to talk to them about their shared life story. Gotcha. And no tool allowed the ability to send from a local 10-digit number 
that allowed the customer to text back and call back and reach the same, at this point, amputee as they were receiving the text from, mm. and then also having the same automation capabilities that email marketing them for years. So that was when we just decided to build it. So I was- Damn, you yeah. did that on your own? Like you went off and just- Well, I mean, like, I guess I had the aha moment that this was necessary yeah. on my own, but like, that was when we started like really pulling in the co-founding team, mm -hmm. so like, yeah, yeah. mad and, and like really starting to like mm -hmm. build this thing. And yeah. I think that really kicked off when we realized that this isn't something that was just necessary for Martin Bionics. This was necessary for other sales teams too, because everybody benefits from actually building that relationship, starting with the text and not when you get on the call, it's like, Hello, <laughs> this is Corey. Exactly. Like, it's like, then suddenly it seems like a cold call, even though it's scheduled. Yeah, exactly. So. And what's the dynamic between you guys? Like, are you guys like, you guys live near each other? Do you work in person, remote? I mean, we like, used to live with each other, yeah. so like. Shout out Tulsa. Man, OKC. and OKC. Yeah, we were in the start house there. Yeah. I still haven't been to Tulsa. You know, I'll tell you guys what, really quick. I am so grateful for my four random months I spent in OKC. Like <laughs> I met the whole Pipe Dream team, uh, yeah. Jackson, Justin, Tim, all yeah. those guys. Like, uh, I mean, it's it's just crazy that like I lived there for four months and I have like these lifelong relationships like with you guys. It's like, it's like yeah. crazy. It's so no, cool. It's, fun, it's I mean, the weirdest. Like, <laughs> I mean, honestly, we were talking. Well, I say we. Matt was talking about this on the plane right here. Yeah, we were yeah. talking about how it's like, yeah, basically a cult. I mean, it's okay, in, in a positive way. No, not OKC yeah. startups. <laughs> Oh, 100%. It's not in a 100%. bad way. Yeah. It's just like, we feel like it's the way that we live. Yeah. And that's just the way that we all choose to live because we think it's the best way to live. Exactly. So yeah. we can all yeah. talk about shared experiences no matter what the startup is, no yeah, matter yeah. whether or not we're doing a moonshot like Garen and them are yeah. with Pipe Dream. Yeah. Or if we're doing something telecom, right? Exactly. So it's like exactly. completely different. We can all just vibe on it. We can it. all vibe on it. Exactly. exactly. We, know exactly. The, we know the ramen budget. We know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we know the struggle. So we're, like, me. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, oh, your investor pulled your check too? Nice. Yeah. <laughs> like, there we so, go. Like, <laughs> and we can all just like laugh about it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but so what's the dynamic though? Like you guys like split everything 50-50 now? Like what do you, what so do you we guys, live? Yeah. So we live separately, yes. I mean like right now we're, we moved to Tulsa. It's mm -hmm. still basically the same company as for Swampflow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we just rebranded. Same shareholders and everything? Yeah, cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, same investors. Cool. Uh, that's yeah. the big thing there. So we didn't like shut that down. I did the same thing with my, one of my pivot. I was like, I feel weird. We're still in fitness, so I feel weird fucking everyone over and I would never do that. So yeah. I just kept. <laughs> yeah, you kind of just have to yeah. keep it rolling, right? Yeah. And it's like, it's not our investor's fault. Exactly. We took, exactly. I mean, we got three and a half years fully knowing the industry we're going into now. And that's what gives us credibility to now talk to the- Oh, you have three and a half years of runway right now? No, 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 we've, oh, we've gotcha. been running. I mean, Volt started January, 2019. Gotcha, okay, gotcha. So and we've been- like, back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so we've been pushing for like three and a half years. I guess yeah. like we launched the first version of Responflow in June of 2019. Yeah. And then of course, like we were making like $5 that first month. Like, so it's like, it's not maybe, the same. Maybe. And then now we're at Bolt and we're seeing already how incredibly much faster mm -hmm. we can grow something from the start. Like, of course we have a team now, mm -hmm. but we were able to take us from zero to $127,000 in ARR in 90 days. Cheers. Which is, yeah. Cheers. No, cheers. Right? You might need a refill. Yeah. 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 yeah we got some right there. <laughs> Shout out to the sponsor. Is is that um is that where you guys are at right now? 127 ARR right now? Yeah. That was by last month. So now it's, Heading into this new month, we got some more growth and okay. continuing Dude. the growth. I mean, Good right now stuff, it's not about man. the revenue; it's yeah. like more about the fact that we are getting validation from the market. Yeah, and the fact that everybody is seeming to agree. Like Matt is fucking, mm. he's killed it on being able to identify Thanks, our customer. I mean, yeah, no, like from like being able to know first, like okay, how do we find other people like Responflow? 
Yeah, right? yeah. Because yeah. it's like it's niche market, but then realizing that it's not just text marketing companies. Wait, wait, you guys are selling two text marketing companies? Yeah. Oh. yeah. So we're talking to the industry leaders. Gotcha. Now. I thought you were going yeah. like to the Walmarts and like being like, no. we're going to... No, gotcha, no. Gotcha, we're, gotcha, not, gotcha. we're not telling them that they can build their own. We're going to the ones that have already built their own that was much bigger we're than the We're literally yeah. turning our competitors into our customers. Dude, damn. Yeah. Well, you already you probably knew your competitors really well too. So you're like, yeah, well, we definitely knew their struggles. We, we basically yeah. say, hey, um, remember that one time that uh, this person did this or this company did this uh, upcycle, and you're like, they're like, yeah, you know this problem that happens when you don't know like when messages fail and your customer comes to you complaining, you have no idea what's going on. Mm. Same, bud. <laughs> you're like, remember when we shit on you during our pitch? Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> just just forget that. <laughs> we were kidding. It's a total joke. We were pretty good at that. We did we didn't know hate ads. We didn't we didn't know ads. To their, good, their good, actual good. brand and stuff, nice, so. but it's actually pretty cool because, like, I mean, half it's a very small group in teleco, and mm -hmm. everyone knows how crappy it is to work in teleco and how much of a black box. And so, mm -hmm. like, anybody doing anything innovative in the space in a new way, they all grab. She's like, "How are you doing this? Like, this very is really cool. cool. Like, cool. you just mentioned a few key things, and there's a few telltale signs that's like, okay, you know what you're talking about with mm -hmm. what error code and like the experience. But like, if you can kind of relate to these people, yeah, it's like, oh my god, you get me, like. There's almost like a, I was talking the other day on uh, LinkedIn and Twitter, just like uh, over DMs, and it's like, oh yeah, I'm a real nerd about this stuff, and it's like, honestly, we geek out about this all the time. <laughs> I call it like, like, we're almost like trauma bonding with these people of how 100%. shitty the industry is 100%. half the time. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I love that. I love when I'm talking to someone, and I'm like, well, we're making this an MRR, and I'm like, oh, sorry. And they're like, oh, no, no, I know what MRR is. And I'm like, oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm just, yeah, yeah. just like, just like go oh off. Oh, my like, God. Yeah. I love these like regular people happen to know right. what these terms are. It's yeah. Like, yeah. Same, same right. situation. But yeah, to circle yeah. back to your original question, uh, me and Martin, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We, we live in different apartments. Yeah. It's actually the better. Yeah. He has a girlfriend, so it'd be kind of weird. Like, yeah, now I live with live my girlfriend and two dogs. I'm just going to live like, on yeah. couch. We do have a guest room, though, so Matt is always welcome. Everyone loves Nicole, though. Shout out. Shout out Nicole. Shout out Nicole. She's the best. Better be <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna propose later. Oh, <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> That's all here though. Um but uh but yeah so it, but do you guys like how do you guys split up like uh like tasks and that kind of stuff? Are you just kinda like you're like it's, Matt do yeah. this or is it like hey Martin we need this done? Like, we're I mean we're now a bigger team. That's yeah. gotta be said. Like when we when we raised our I guess it was two point five million mm -hmm. in, in June or July of, of twenty twenty one, that allowed us to be able to hire people much smarter than us and probably for the first time go into hiring people that are specifically skilled. Like mm -hmm. more, exactly. That's the that's yeah. that's the best way to do it. Like yeah. I love when I like like my thing was never I never wanted to hire like a CMO. I wanted to hire like the best SEO person. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's like I yeah. want I want you to do that. Right. <laughs> like yeah, that's like I mean yeah. I wish we could go even that like narrow like right yeah. now it's like it still is like we hired somebody who is amazing at head of product yeah oh yeah well you gotta have a head of product like, yeah, yeah, yeah head yeah. of product was necessary yeah. like managed to get, get a great head of uh head of customer success there you so go. that yeah. which is probably like for some people is not like the first thing you would hire mm -hmm. but for us we were still operating responsible and responsible is still running yeah yeah, yeah it was like twenty nine thousand a month right now still like just rolling seriously with the same customers. Yeah. Like, like revenue or like processing revenue yeah. What? Yeah. Okay. okay. So it's like, it's, so it's like that is just maybe pin it back. Yeah. That's handled by like a half uh, James, our customer okay. success rep. 
So, so our customer, had our customer success. Is, yeah. is, it, is that growing still or what? Like, Well, I mean, it was for a while. Now we're not even updating the software anymore because we're so bullish on messaging ops. Bro, but you can't throw bugs. away 29 grand a month, though. We are not Never. throwing it away. You but I mean, if it took a us little. Like, <laughs> if you need to just do an hour update, it's like. We you would know. never throw it away, but I mean, right now we're working with I don't people who would be able yeah. to serve our customers like eventually better than us. Well, of course. At that yeah, point, yeah. we would rather them work with us on Volt and then we give them. Our customers, we would never leave our customers in the, th- mm-hmm. in the dirt. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. We're, I don't we're mean, I don't mean throw it away, but I mean yeah. like give it a little update. You know, give it twenty k, twenty nine k. We make sure the wheels are turning. I was gonna yeah, say, yeah, I was like, you don't. Know, I was like, care like care hire me for twenty nine k. I will. Sure <laughs> this shit is running. We will like, break even on that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I think at the end of the day, I mean, me and Martin play very generalist roles. At the end of the day, like. Mm-hmm. Like when I have zero time to do something, Martin will pick it up. When Martin mm-hmm. doesn't have time, I'll pick it up. But cool. like we're still playing that validation step because mm-hmm. I mean, just like what we've been doing with the product. I mean, any marketing program, sales program, partnership, or even on the offsides, mm-hmm. like unless we validate it, it's not true. Yeah. And so we're taking a really methodical way of just validating each part of the business. And so uh, that's where we kind of tag team a lot of this cool. and just make sure that there's some sort of process of like the scientific method. I feel like that's a, such a buzzword. buzzword yeah, but, you're good, yeah. yeah. But like Buzz at the end of the day, it, yeah. it's very much a validate and then we'll put someone who's really an expert at that to mm-hmm. basically show us the roads of how do we expand this program or very how do we cool. expand this part of the business. I love it, dude. I love the dynamic. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned Norway earlier. Uh, I wanted to ask you, how is the Norway startup scene? Oh, I am so unprepared to answer that. I've been here for the last seven and a half years. Yeah, you visit though. You don't, I, go, to, you don't go to a Norway go, tech happy hour. When I visit, I visit my family. I don't. I don't go to hang out. How with many the Norwegian community. founders have you met in the U.S. so far? In the U.S., in, this, not yeah. even one. Really? Not even. Well, look, look, I at, guess look at a mirror. In college, remember college? In co- well, I mean, not not that became founders. I think you the, were like the only Norwegian at Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it was three of us, but two of them graduated the first year I got there. Nice. The uh, nice. Yeah, no, but there's, I mean, there's one right now that's really killing it. Um, Bold. So, yeah. Met him, well, yeah. No, I'm talking about I'm talking about a solar startup. So it was uh, a oh, guy, cool. but I met him through like a scholarship I got at OU. Nice. So we met in New York. He wasn't going to OU or anything, but. And he, he didn't run the company then, but then he went back to Norway, uh, co-founded it, been killing it. Uh, you guys even have Sun over there? <laughs> that's the fun part. We're, we're seeking it. So that software is like an AI that seeks out the best place to put solar panels. Wow. So they got a lot of contracts now okay. with like Dubai and stuff. So yeah, shout out to Glint Solar. Very <laughs> cool. Glint. All right. my, boy, my boy Evan. This podcast is sponsored by Glint. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's it's some really cool tech. And it's uh, I feel like that's one thing that Norway's got going for it. It's... <laughs> Well, I mean, here, and we, here we, got, we got that. <laughs> no, no, but like, I mean, like the fact that there's a lot of like everybody gets free education up until you're or through your PhD. So through like your PhD, yeah. So you and, and you wish <laughs> you, have, you have a limit of maybe I think eight years of years in consecutive that you can get mm-hmm. like basically interest free loan that dies with you mm-hmm. from the government. So wow. it's like, you, I mean, there's people as professional students. It right? is kind of weird that like you still have that loan though, even though like it dies with you. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I would be stressed out. I'd be like, I, I, if I was rich, I'd just pay that loan off. I, I, I mean, that's the first thing I would pay off too. No, <laughs> but that's just like one thing that I actually would love to see the stats on how many people actually pay it off. But I think that most people cool. do it just out of pride as well. Oh, because they're like Norway. Dude. Yeah. No, it's like I want to pay off my debt. Like it's, oh, it's I love that. Different, yeah, different yeah. Like, kind of uh, like feeling there. But no, point being, like, there's a lot of, I think, I would call it over, over-educated over people in mm-hmm. Norway that have all the security blankets that they need. 
Like mm-hmm. they can fall back to anything and they will never be homeless. Like yeah. they will be taken care of as long as they are a Norwegian citizen and continue to building. Mm-hmm. I think the only other thing is like there's, I, I mean, I, now I can only say what it was seven years ago, but mm-hmm. it felt like it was less urgent, uh, which means that it's like, there's less less reason to do so. People I mean, people aren't motivated. They're not like. I mean, oh, no, no, that's not what I meant. But they're, they're yeah. not like they're not like L.A. or like Austin, like ambitious, like ready to go. Yeah, Tulsa. yeah. I think it's well. Yeah. No, I think I think more than anything though, it's like the fact that like here, like, and that was the one thing that shocked me the most when I got here mm. was here people are like idolizing it. They're like, mm. wow, that guy is driving a Ferrari. Yeah. That man made it, or that yeah. lady made it. I love it, and I, like I'm so envious, and I want to be a part of that. Uh, or they clearly earned it. In Norway, it's the opposite. Norway's like, wow, you're greedy. That's really embarrassing. Do you really need that much attention? Yeah. So it's like striving towards that we doesn't strive. really seem. That's why we strive. We strive. <laughs> yeah. We strive. Yeah, but in Norway, we don't strive. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I mean, I'm not sitting here shitting on Norway. I think like it's it's oh, a I'll, very good security system that basically is built around just protecting like employees. Mm-hmm. And it's not built for employers, and I, I think it's I think it's a great system because not everybody needs to be an employer. Gotcha. Okay. Well, I think he's gonna tell you that, but like honestly, a lot of our culture internally is based off of his ideas of what it's like to run a Norwegian company. Damn. Like no, honestly, like the idea that you can get a cabin and like just go there as a normal company thing. I mean, that's such yeah. a foreign thing to a lot of U.S. companies. And I think mm-hmm. Martin brings a really unique approach to that. Yeah. And I don't think he's gonna tell you this, but at the I end of the day. If he goes back to Norway, he's literally going to help pioneer the startup scene there. Well, he, he better. I think I should. No. But I think more than anything, I mean, I don't think I have to. I feel like right now it's, <laughs> yeah. it's grown a lot. There's a lot more startups. There's a lot in Oslo specifically. Shout out, Glenn. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. No, but there, there is a lot of startups that's like popping up and that's mm-hmm. that's doing great. I mean, I have a couple of friends that I went to high school with that's now starting like startups that's doing Damn, great. Okay. So it's, I love to see it. So I'm not sitting here saying that that is a lesser market. I'm, I guess more than anything, it's like mm-hmm. it's a market where they are going against every headwind that the like government has set up, and mm-hmm. I respect that because yeah. that's like taking on almost more of a challenge than it is to come to America and start a company here. Yeah, because here people are supporting you. People are like, I love that you are striving for that. I love that we strive. I love yep. that. We're, <laughs> I love that you're like, looking here to build something. <laughs> I got you so. guys. But yeah, no, I would say like again, like if I was an employee. I would want to be an employee in Norway. And that's what we're setting out to do. At Very cool. Too. Like any employee, I want them to be treated how I would expect or at least like mm. want to be treated in Norway. So. Very cool. I love that. Um, well, enough Norway talk. Please. We can do it all day. Um, for people, for people watching, like, okay, so do you guys know like – Everyone in your town, basically, because you're working with you're working with companies that were you. Oh, so do you know your exact close. TAM? Or? Not even close. Like our okay. TAM, our TAM. I mean, not even TAM. Our TAM would be more than just SMS. That's where we're starting. Gotcha. Okay, but so, but in the SMS specific in space, the SMS specific you, space, there's yeah. over six hundred and seventy three thousand companies worldwide that are companies use, companies worldwide. No, companies worldwide. Oh, that are using that are gotcha. building into companies like Tulio that's building programmatically that they can send SMS. Every single one of those customers could and should use Volt. So it's okay. like we, we have a massive, I guess that would be the SOM, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, it's like serviceable, obtainable market. Mm-hmm. And then our serviceable addressable market, we're assuming right now is like 5%-ish mm-hmm. of that, which are the ones that are currently getting continuous complaints mm-hmm. from their customers. Like, hey, why did I not receive this message? 
because those are the ones that we deem or that Matt so cleverly deems the problem aware. Okay, very cool. Wait, so if someone's watching this, like, like you tell them who you guys want to work with specifically, like, like name a couple of, like ten companies that you would want to work with. They can think of like, oh, my brother works there or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. Honestly, <laughs> it's anybody who's deploying SMS at scale for sales and marketing right now. Obviously work with transactional, but sales and marketing seems to be the most effective for what we're building right now. Okay. Uh, a couple of companies that uh, we love is Slick Test, PostScript, SMS Bump, um, Attentive. Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, anybody's deploying a lot of SMS, so call center solutions. So, okay. I don't know. Something, something that's interesting, though, is uh, to Martin's point, like, the addressable market is actually really awesome because, like, we're pulling in a lot of data mm-hmm. across different providers. And so we're actually uncovering a lot of hidden secrets when it comes to products that the market really wants. Because at the end of the day, like we're agnostic to provider, we're agnostic to industry. We can really figure out what people want. And mm-hmm. we're getting all this data from these companies. We can figure out other products and solutions, similar to how Twilio came up with SMS voice. They really expanded out across mm-hmm. the market. We're finding this very new market and only on the enterprise level you're seeing this is this role called messaging ops. This function that doesn't really have a—it's uh, not really evangelized yet in the uh, in the market at this point, and so only the top companies are doing it. Mm-hmm. But what we're finding is that there's a ton of products and solutions sitting in between that allows you to buy uh, infrastructure to do certain activities. I mean, right now we're focused on analytics. Mm-hmm. We're looking at integrations of service across different providers. We're even identifying a lot of these micro features that like people would pay a lot of money for. Mm-hmm. And so uh, at the end of the day, we're just making it easy for people to build the next generation of SMS and communications. Like, cool. like think of it like a bridge. Like you build a bridge, uh, you don't think much of it, but you've just saved a whole community thousands of hours to focus on what matters, to mm-hmm. build jobs, to actually make money, access to different jobs. And we're doing that for engineers and people who are building into the communication space because now they don't have to waste their time building this boring infrastructure that really is just a copy and paste thing, mm-hmm. but now they have the option to buy it and focus on what really matters, revenue driving features mm-hmm. that moves their bottom line. Very cool. And speaking of revenue, what do you guys, like what do you guys, how do you make your money? Like is it on like a transactional basis? Is it That's SaaS? where we're actually kind of unique in the mm-hmm. telco space. A lot of people will actually charge per SMS. Yeah. And so, th- and this is part of the problem is like now everyone's sling an SMS and uh, really at the end of the day, like, they need a third party that's so unbiased to the whole supply chain of it to mm-hmm. tell them what is real and what is not. Yeah, yeah. And so we're doing just a subscription model. You pay us per month. Because they're a SaaS? Yes. Yeah, think of it as hey. like Jira, honestly. Like it's, yeah. uh, we, we want to be that developer tool for mm-hmm. them to be able to sufficiently build their SMS cool. uh, infrastructure. Right. So we're charging kind of like Jira does, like where yeah. it's meant to be a dev tool. It's not meant to be something that's a cost of goods sold for mm-hmm. communicating right. to your customers. Gotcha. That's that's for Tulios and, and for for bandwidth and telecoms. Very cool. And, and I want to get to your guys' pitch deck. This is a fucking gorgeous pitch deck. I'll put it up on the, the screen. <laughs> oh, thank I, you. I just thought it was like so clean and just like simple, but like also I'm like put together the structure for it, dude. It's like I thought it was just like really just like this. It just it just spoke to me. You know what I mean? It was thank good. you. <laughs> so, so Matt put this together. Well, I guess I, I put together the, the pitch deck, but he put together the deck, uh, the deck design. Yep. <laughs> Whatever <Yes>. that means. <laughs> okay. Very no, we cool. use this for our sales deck too. So like, not obviously good. not the same information, but yeah. I thought it was clean. You got all the traction there. You had like your your past company on here. Like, dude, good stuff, man. I yeah, love, thank I, you. I thought it was good thank guys. you. 
Um, anyways, back to the regular scheduled podcast. Um, <laughs> oh, actually, wait. Nope, that's not true. Let me pop back over here. So I wanted to cover your positioning slide. Um, yeah. So, well, I guess maybe my question doesn't make sense now that I've already learned it from you guys. Um, so you have Considera Switzerland here. Yeah, so Considera Switzerland. Yeah. You guys are just like homies to both sides. We are we yeah. biased to whoever does it. At the end of the day, our job is to guide software companies to mm-hmm. optimize their deliverability and really get uh, more of a glass box scenario into their deliverability. Right now, it's just a jumbled mess of just like what is actually happening. It's very black mm-hmm. box. We're just trying to create a lot of transparency there, and that mm-hmm. means being that unbiased, transparent third party that works across providers, across industries to tell you, hey, here's the thing. We're not trying to sell you SMS or get you to stay on us. Mm-hmm. We're just trying to give you the fact of the matter and be the source of truth for all things SMS and SMS ops. Very yeah. cool. Letting I people love that. pick their own. Like we're not, we're not here to make revenue from selling customers on Tulio. Right? Mm-hmm. We're not here to tell them that they shouldn't use Tulio. We're really just agnostic. But do you have like a do you have like a channel partnership set up where like if you could close a customer on Twilio, you make money? We, off we, we won't talk it's... about that right now. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. we definitely have some C pass that are looking at selling us at, yeah, yeah. and actively looking to even embed us into their solution. Cool. Because what's interesting right now is that like a lot of companies need this analytics on the C pass front. So mm. C pass meaning the Twilio's of the world. Gotcha. And so because they don't want to build it themselves and they need to work on reliability on their own infrastructure, mm. they're seeing us as a, oh, this would be a value add for my users. Yeah. But then also they might even just resell us to improve their deliverability. And, and mm. this kind of goes to what we talked about before of like your messages are going out. You don't know why your customers come to you. When a software company gets that complaint, guess who gets it to? The CPAS, the Twilio's of the world. Mm, gotcha. And so it's a lift on the software company's uh, success team, and it's also a lift on the CPAS's success team. Very cool. So really we're just creating transparency so that all parties in that chain are happy and don't have to worry about it. Yes, Very we're cool. Cutting, like okay. Directly cutting their tickets. Yep. Really. Of, of complaints. Very, so. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Their intercom bill just drops. Right? <laughs> Tremendously, <laughs> precisely. Yeah. Nice, nice. <laughs> um, so, what, what's your current traction aside from revenue? Like, how many how many companies have you like? What, what do you do? What do you define as traction actually? Besides revenue, I would say I mean revenue right now is the most measurable traction because mm-hmm. that's the thing. Like for us, it's going into a brand new market mm-hmm. where there's the only comparison is do it yourself. Yeah, yeah, and do it yourself means months of building and like upkeep for mm-hmm. internal tools. Gotcha. Which has thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars tied mm-hmm. to it, millions in the long run. Um, but we're also not trying to make this unapproachable. Like mm-hmm. right now, we know where we're at. We're an early, early software. We're gonna go way wider, and that's why right now we're selling it for a lot lower. But like when we launched, we gave everybody a three-month free trial first day somebody was like hey can you actually just help us like i understand that you might have to do like some some wizard of oz behind the curtain type of stuff mm-hmm. but if you can just tell us what's wrong here and help us with our infrastructure we'll pay you 900 dollars. Yeah. within three weeks they upgraded to 1800 dollars. nice like because they wanted more so yeah, like yeah. it's it's at the point now where like we don't even know where the roof is but we mm-hmm. know that the ones that we get in we want to give them the benefit of the fact that they are invested in giving us feedback. Like we get Very cool. CTOs, we get VPs of engineering, we get the VPs of like legal um, basically talking to us and telling us like, hey, this is broken, I would love to see this fixed because then we can replace our current manual process. So even our t- current tool, which started out 
being, like, I will be honest, more or less unusable when we launched it. Yeah, you've been there, brother. May 29th. Amen. Amen. I mean, it, it didn't solve it. Cheers to that. Yeah, 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 cheers we, to that. Yeah, we've all been there. Yeah. Can you roll me that over? <laughs> our sponsors, uh, little yeah, sponsor. Thank you, yeah. Yeah. sponsor thank you so much to you. Cheers. If I want to. Tequila, what was it, 914? 914, 914. The best tequila I know. No, but it was, no, but it's like from the standpoint of, we're cheersing for software that doesn't work mm. i feel like everyone can understand that back to the cult <laughs> yes back if to our, the cult. If our cult if our why we strive <laughs> watching this why we strive no but for for the standpoint of like what is it that we could produce like that wasn't something that was truly usable like we could mm-hmm. onboard something that would solve their problem mm-hmm. within the first three months gotcha but still right now it's like they understand that the fact that we are looking to solve this problem is important enough for them to want to like sponsor it. Like they're basically mm-hmm. paying us right now because they are feeling like, okay, shit, these two young guys and like the team behind them are like super excited to solve this telecom problem. Yeah. That fucking, most people would just like nerds. look beyond because yeah, yeah, freaking nerds. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, so we, we would love for these nerds to solve this for us. Because <laughs> I hate to spend million a year on my 50 person engineering team Mm -hmm. to build these internal tools when I could buy it exactly I think what's interesting is that and we've seen this trend line before uh, companies will be like or or product manager will come in and say SMS is the most powerful solution ever and Mm -hmm. I mean we used to pitch that too it's like a 98% open rate 52% Mm -hmm. engagement rate we sent up to a 52% conversion rate doesn't matter if it doesn't deliver to the inbox of the customer. Mm. And what we're finding is that a lot of product managers are suggesting SMS because they hear all the great things about it. Mm. And uh, what ends up happening is that they start building it and they're, they start scaling it and they're like, well, that wasn't that easy. So yeah. they choose to, oh, do we keep doing this or we not? Or luckily enough, you have a person who's a little bit more of old balls, uh, senior engineer in the room that's worked with SMS and they're like, mm. this isn't easy, guys. Like, yeah. like, you really gotta know your stuff to pull this off. Well, one question, speaking of it, whether it's easy or not, like, do you guys have uh, unrespond flow? Do you guys use Volt? Oh, yeah, we do. <laughs> okay, I right mean, right, right now, yeah, our customer success <laughs> yeah. rep uses Volt uh, very, to be very able to help cool. our okay, customers. Do you sell it to respond flow? Oh, we should. We totally should. No, <laughs> I mean, everything is the same balance right now. Same accounting yeah, tool. Yeah. Right now, respond We're going to buy the max plan, actually. We're gonna, I mean, nice. right now, so that's that one of the things that we did over the, like, year when we transitioned our brand. We were like, what are we going to do if we like keep and i think this is a problem that a lot of founders probably find themselves in if they mm-hmm. are launching a bunch of products because if they have a whole team where everybody has a response flow email which sucks to transition everything by the way I, that I, was a lot of the heavy lift from we strive app to we strive it was annoying oh. but i didn't have a whole team it was just like two two emails basically yeah i mean we yeah. had 17. No, so it was so like transit and not just that, but like our Google drives no, and the, everything. The SEO, everything. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. so much. SEO such a lift. gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Killed. Yeah. Killed. Yeah. So then we just had to start again with textvolts.com. Yeah. yeah. As like just for volts. And it's still, that didn't say the brand name. So, uh, but not about that. I more than anything, we realized <laughs> that we don't want to have a support team that has to have, once we scale up, a response flow email and a vault email yeah, exactly. and then have two websites that should lead to both and if mm-hmm. you log in you should be able to choose whatever product so we basically decided to just rebrand like respond flow into vault messaging mm. and then That's right smart. Now, yeah, yeah. yeah so you can so you can like choose when you go to the website exactly smart. exactly smart smart so smart. now it's kind of and i love the way that got built by the way it looks like if you go to the website it looks like you're basically picking we'll put a like link. a like a <laughs> uh, a map 
of like a 90s racing game because oh, okay. <laughs> like it, like the, the screen kind of lifts up a little bit when you switch it between i love it okay well, I'm, <laughs> excited, I'm excited to check it out yeah <laughs> um so what what is one thing you want to leave the audience with uh, throughout this journey like uh it, it, we can we can cut this out if you have no, if you have no good ideas um like uh follow us here uh send us blank like what are you guys thinking Honestly, I'll do a quick, uh, selfish, uh, yeah, honestly, there's a new industry and a new function in the role called messaging ops. Just wait for it. It's going to grow really quickly in the next few years. Uh, if you're any software company that's doing anything communication, watch out for it because it's going to be a real thing and you're going to need it. There you go. Boom. And then guess what you're going to need that comes with that. Oh, we already got uh, thank you to Aziz uh, yeah. for buying the domain for messaging messagingops.com. Oh, yeah. Dang. So you'll, you'll read everything about messaging ops there. Oh, so, yeah. So we're, we're really like big believers, more so in the fact that the category is going to be necessary for every channel. Mm -hmm. Like, I would say more so than Volt. I know there's going to be competitors, and I welcome it because mm -hmm. we wish we had Volt when we cheers. were building Responflow. Thank you, sir. Cheers. Salute. 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 Thank you for having us. Hey, and that's Cheers, man. why we strive. We strive. <laughs> Bam. I wanted to thank you for watching this entire episode of Why We Strive. Be sure you head to whywestrive.com and subscribe so every Tuesday you can see incredible interviews with some of the best tech founders, investors, and creatives in the industry. Have an amazing day, and don't forget to keep striving.